Hello my friends, happy Friday and thank you so much for joining me on the 1st of June. We are officially into June, this is episode 35 and I want to take a moment to thank you so much for being here, for listening to these. I'm getting a lot of positive responses and it's funny, you know, sometimes I'm sitting there in an evening and I haven't done one of these yet and I'm like oh is anyone even going to notice but then last week when I did miss one because um, I was sick with mastitis uh, you know people did notice and so I'm like okay well this is a good thing but it is just funny like talking into the microphone night right now you might be able to you might be able to hear the thunderstorms going on right now but it's funny um, talking into the mic and just thinking that I'm literally sitting in a room talking to myself but you guys are the ones listening to it. And someone the other day, who was it? I had a lovely email from someone. Um, I apologize. I completely forget who it was. Was it Alison MacArthur? No. Maybe it was Julia. I can't remember. Anyway, someone sent me an email saying that they were listening to my podcast and they um, felt like they were just chatting to me and even apologized to me, quote unquote, while they were uh, going outside for a second. So really cool to know that I am... Um, coming into your daily lives I love getting to know you guys more and more so um, you know this is really cool that you are listening and thank you so much for listening I really appreciate it um, just a little plea for you before I begin this ask me anything question if you haven't left me a review and rating on iTunes can you please do it if you can of course I mean I know if you have an Android it's rather difficult to do that but if you can I would really appreciate it it helps me grow and while you're there if you could leave a running for real podcast um, review, that would be amazing. I'm actually working with some new sponsors right now and they are setting, some of them are setting quite high demands with what they want. And um, your reviews are going to go a long way to getting me the um, attention that my podcast needs and hopefully deserves and uh, so your reviews go such a long way to getting me out there in front of more people so the more you can share both this and the running for real podcast the more you help me so thank you so much for doing that and thanks for listening so today I'm answering Tawny's second question Tawny submitted uh, quite a few questions when I first opened this up and if you have a question you would like me to answer you can submit it anywhere you can find me and I will answer it uh, but I'm working my way through but Tawny's one is what and where was your first marathon? Now I think many of you already know the answer to this. I have actually talked about it in great detail in the past but if you are someone who is newer to me in my life you probably don't know this one. Um, but it is quite a good story. Um, there's so many things that can go into this one but I'll give you in reasonable detail uh, but don't worry we're not going to be here three hours later well okay let's start from the beginning my first marathon was in 2014 or 13 13 2013 it was the Philadelphia marathon I was living in Philadelphia at the time working at LaSalle as an assistant coach while I did my master's was marathon training as well it was the first time of doing it marathon training went pretty well I had a few blips uh, along the way as we always do you know um, a few days of you know um, a day off here or two days off there nothing nothing really you know that that wrong I did have um, good long runs all the long runs went well considering it was the first time I had done anything more than 17 miles so um, they went very well I was really happy with it uh, actually, looking back now, definitely went too fast on my long runs. Um, I actually remember doing, like, this is unbelievable now I think about it. I remember doing a 20-mile long run, 20 miles, and I averaged 6.12 per mile. 
Now, if that's not a good example of someone leaving their race in training, I don't know what is. I did that. I did many long runs around 6.15 pace, bearing in mind at the time I was trying to run sub 2.40, which would have been 6.06 per mile, I think. But either way, I went into the marathon feeling very confident. I did have an injury come up about 10 days before, and it even made me question if I could make it to the start line. I did have to take four days off, um, 10 days out from the marathon. So that was a very scary time. But either way, got to the start line healthy, um, feeling good and um, started off conservative, wearing a fuel belt. I think I might have been the only elite in history to run with a fuel belt, Um, with a fuel belt containing body armor. I don't know if any of you have tried body armor. They used to be one of my sponsors. Uh, Still love the product. Uh, just they got a bit too big I kind of they lost interest in me once they uh, kind of got big enough and um, yeah so I had body armor in my belts I had I was planning on taking that and I think two gels um, but I was drinking the body armor the first half I threw that belt off at mile 11 I remember going past Steve at mile 11 feeling great and he had told me I wasn't allowed to go very fast that first half so um, I kept myself under control. He had told me I wasn't allowed to go any faster than I think 245 pace Um, and at the time I didn't really understand marathons. I was still in the mindset of time in the bank that the faster I went the first half you know I could hold on essentially thinking of it in terms of other races that you can go out harder and and still hold on and I kind of saw him making me go slow or I say slow that's obviously relative Um, making me go slower than I wanted to go um, was going to make me have more to make up now obviously looking back now I know in the marathon you can easily make up time minutes in time if you do run smarter and you can easily lose minutes in a few miles if you do not run smart so I remember going past Steve at mile 11 and saying like can I go yet and he said you can start picking it up but slowly now I did not listen I didn't pick it up drastically, but I definitely suddenly was like, okay, I've got two, I think it was two and a half minutes to make up. That's kind of the way I saw it. So I started picking it up, went through the halfway mark. I think the last drink I had was at mile 14 or 15 was the last sip of water I had for quite some time and just started clicking it off. Um, At mile 16, I remember feeling amazing. I ran past the LaSalle girls. I felt so good. And I even arrogantly thought to myself, only 10 miles to go. I can do 10 miles. And uh, (laughs) little did I know. uh, I then was supposed to grab a gel, I think it was a gel and a bottle from an athlete at um, LaSalle who was going to hand it to me because there were no elite aid stations in the Philadelphia Marathon. So I was going to grab this bottle from a friend on the team. And, you know, he was a senior, probably the most um, trusted one. He's still running himself, doing really well, actually. Um, I think he's a he's either a sub four miler or close to it. But anyway, um, he was supposed to meet me at mile 19. I looked for him, did not see him, started to absolutely panic that I was going to miss my nutrition. By this point, I knew how important gels were. I had practiced with them so much and I started freaking out. So... Apparently, he says, I ran straight past him and looked straight through him. I don't remember seeing him or anything. But either way, um, I, you know, was panicking inside, thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have my gel. Um, And 
I remember getting to mile 19. I remember this clear as day. And I felt, I still can remember this so clearly. I I felt at mile 19, so he must have supposedly been at mile 18. At mile 19, I felt like someone squeezed all the air out of my lungs. And that's exactly the kind of definition I would use to explain how I felt. I felt like some I had no air in my lungs. I was like, <gasps> and I felt like I had been smacked into the face. I mean, whether it was the wall or not, I don't know. But I started moving so slowly that I could barely, you know, put one foot in front of the other. I'd never experienced anything like it. I could not see straight. I couldn't see anything. And at the time I said to myself, okay, well, my friend Craig is going to be at mile 21. When I see him, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to quit and call my parents. And uh, they were out on the course somewhere. They'd flown over from England. I'm going to call my parents and um, tell them I'm, I'm done. So that was what I intended to do. But Craig wasn't where... Well, I think he said he was supposed to be at mile 20. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. But by the time I got to where he was, even though I didn't see him because I just couldn't see a thing, um, I was determined that I was going to finish this race even if I died. Like, I got to the point where my will took over and I was going to finish this race one way or another. I was moving incredibly slowly. I um, The volunteers were literally, like shoving the drinks in my face and I can show you guys if you are interested if you ask me about it I'll show you the photo of me at mile I think it was mile 19 or mile 20 and I look absolutely terrible like it is and I'm not exaggerating I know we all say that we look terrible this is probably one of the worst race photos of my life my face is completely in pain and this was at mile 19 and um and so I just kind of kept going and um I remember, you know, by this point I had, I just thought I wanted to survive. I wanted to make it somehow. And then I had one um, kind of second wind, I guess you would say, at mile 23, I think it was, which happened to be where Steve was. And so when I went past Steve, he was really confused because he'd seen my splits had like tanked. And he, but I was running at, I think about 6.20 pace for that mile. And so he was a bit confused, like what's going on? And I thought, oh, maybe I just got out of a rough patch at this point. But then half a mile later, it hit me again. And um, I just absolutely was crawling. People were running past me, kind of like tapping me saying, are you okay? People going the other direction were asking me if I was okay. I couldn't see anything. I didn't know where I was, even though I had literally run on those roads. Kelly Drive, for those of you who know Philadelphia, had run on those roads for every workout for the last three or four months. I didn't know where I was. I barely knew what my name was. All I was doing was just surviving and I honestly believe that my instincts took over, my mind had completely checked out, my body had obviously checked out and it was literally just on autopilot. Um, One of my friends, just to put in perspective how bad I actually look, one of my friends, Frances Coons, now Frances Markowitz, um, I had run past her, she is a runner herself and she said she started crying when she saw me because I was in such a bad state. Um, and those of you who saw the um, video of Callum Hawkins recently in the Commonwealth Games, I was in that state. Uh, I didn't fall over, uh, but I was I was in that state, kind of the way he was weaving in and out. Um, Chris Lawrence, who I know is in the Running for Real Superstars, I remember her tapping me on the back. 
and uh you know saying come on you can do this and I just I didn't even register I remember blobs going by in different colors but that's all I remember and then I remember coming to the um you know we're going down Boathouse Row and kind of being like well where's this where am I even though I was less than a mile from the finish and then when I saw the finish I was so hunched over and I can send you guys this photo too if you like that my head was level with the barrier you know the barriers of support that where people stand I mean usually they're probably for me probably just below my boobs um for the average man they're probably you know close to waist height and uh I was my head was at that level that's how hunched over I was that's how you know bad of a shape I was in I honestly believe with my whole heart had the race been another 800 meters I would have been crawling and um I crossed the finish line my final mile was an 857 now remember what I said that I um was running my long running at 20 miles at 612 per mile my goal race pace was I think 606 or something and my last mile was 857 and I could not have run an 856 I was absolutely exhausted I crossed the line thankfully there was someone I knew nearby I fell to the ground um couldn't say anything they took me off in a stretcher I couldn't even get words out I felt like I would drank 20 vodkas it took me about 20 minutes to get a word out um and I remember the girl who I knew the stretcher the medical assistance was like does she need help and she was like what do you think could she like help push me onto the stretcher and I remember my head was rolling around and I couldn't speak so yes first marathon was very traumatic and uh, upsetting for me I don't remember crossing the finish line, which still bothers me to this day, which is why I always tell people that the number one goal of your first marathon should be to enjoy it because you never people say you never forget your first marathon. You never you know, that first crossing the finish line is the most amazing feeling and I don't remember that. I have no memory of it. So that kind of makes me sad that I was so determined to run a time that I, you know, made some mistakes, um, forced my body into a pace it wasn't ready for. Um, I honestly think part of the problem for me was that I had, I ended up having three caffeinated gels and, uh, didn't take on any water with two of the gels. And, um, I honestly think that was part of the problem that I overdid it with caffeine. My body wasn't used to caffeine and uh, didn't have any water with it I think that was part of the problem and um, not taking on enough water are obviously another problem there's so many things I can go back and look at and, and wonder what if but either way it was a very rough marathon I ran 249.09 you know a long way off from from what I wanted to run but the message I want to get across from this race even though it was a, a rough experience for me kind of makes me laugh now thinking about it um is that the next day I remember going, you know, I spent the whole day crying. I was supposed to be going to a Philadelphia Eagles game. Uh, I had tickets for me, my mum, dad and Steve. And uh, my dad and Steve ended up going, but the medical people were like, you are not going to this game. So I spent the whole day crying, you know, in between sleeping and trying to put food down my throat, but I just couldn't. And that's the first for me. I'm always hungry. Uh, in between crying and that, I you know, just moped about all day. And then the next day I went into my classes and people kept coming up to me. And one person stuck up to me, stuck out in particular because they said to me, did you run the Philadelphia Marathon yesterday? And I said, yeah. 
oh I said yeah and then I started to say but and like you know put my head down like here's what happened or woe is me and then they said congratulations and then they walked away and I thought yeah but you don't even know how bad I did but then that made me realize no it's not about how bad you did it doesn't matter if you don't run your time goal on that first marathon all that matters is that you did it you finished a marathon so those of you who have or plan to do a marathon in the future your only goal do it for me if nothing else is to cross that finish line happy and knowing you did it and that you enjoyed it so that's kind of my story about my first marathon definitely some learning lessons I do have a monster three blog posts dedicated to that marathon just because I wanted to document it if you want to take a read and if you do want to see those photos let me know okay that's my random uh, long story this has been the longest Tina for real so far so I apologize for rambling hope this was helpful for you and I wouldn't have been helpful for you hope this was interesting (laughs) and maybe if you are planning a marathon it could be helpful Um, but yeah I hope you have a wonderful weekend my friends and thank you so much for all the reviews and ratings I did forget to mention Kathy Beth thank you so much for your review this week hopefully some more of you will review next week thank you and I'll see you Monday